0: Eager to quit your job but don't have the funds to make it happen? Today's episode features a real rebel who built up her side hustle income to eventually replace her full-time salary. It's a good one. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back, Rebels. This episode is for all of you who feel stuck in your day jobs and aren't quite sure how you're ever going to be able to make enough money from digital products to replace that salary. Today, you're going to hear from Shannon Mattern, who is being featured as this month's Real Rebel. She managed to successfully quit her full-time job after growing her side hustle. Shannon Mattern is a web designer, digital marketer, speaker, and podcaster who has taught over 10,000 entrepreneurs how to build their websites with her signature DIY web design course called the Free 5-Day Website Challenge. After side hustling and growing her business for three years, Shannon quit her day job to run her web design and coaching business full time. She shares her side hustle journey, strategies, and tactics via her podcast, Pep Talks for Side Hustlers, which I've actually been featured on as a guest. I can't wait to share this fun and inspiring interview with you. It truly was one of the most fun interviews that I've ever recorded for the podcast. Shannon just, she doesn't hold back. She shares everything with you guys, the good, the bad, everything in between, and you're definitely going to learn a lot. Just a quick ask before we turn it over to the interview, would you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star review? Those reviews mean the world to us, and they really won't take you more than a second to leave. Leave us a review, and you're going to be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we reach the next 50 reviews. It's a win-win for you and for me. All right, you guys, let's turn it on over to the interview with the amazing Shannon Mattern. Shannon, welcome. So excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. yeah, this is fun. So I was on your podcast recently, and now you're on mine, <laughs> which is always a good time. Um So you have a really interesting story, and based on your story we're gonna we're gonna you know dig into the conversation a little bit more, but tell our listeners who you are and like what your experience is. Yeah. So
1: like Eden said, my name is Shannon Modern. I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and I am a web designer, but I do a lot more than that. I, um, I create digital products. So, um, Basically my background is that I was working in a corporate job and I was sitting in my office one day and I was just like miserable. Like I am, I couldn't believe that like, I was thinking like, this is the dream that we're sold. Like go to high school, get good grades, go to college so you can like get this job that just kind of like sucks the life out of you so that you can get a paycheck and get a mortgage and, you know, all of the stuff that is like the quote unquote American dream. And I was just sitting there feeling like super guilty because I was miserable. I'm like, I have all the stuff I'm supposed to have, but like, somehow I just feel like there has to be more to life than this. And so out of that kind of came an exploration of like, what's possible for me? Like, how can I change this? Like, I don't, just because it's not that like, I hate this job as much as it is like, I feel like I don't have freedom. I'm stifled. Like I don't ha- like, I'm not in control of my time. I was like, it was like five years ago. So I was like 35 at the time. I'm like, I'm 35 years old. And like, someone's telling me where to be every day, what I'm allowed to wear, what I'm not allowed to wear, if I'm allowed to go on vacation, how much money I'm worth paying um, for my knowledge. And so at that point, I was just like, yeah, there's got to be a better way. So I started, (laughs) I started doing one-on-one web design services. I started telling my friends like, yeah, I'm a web designer. And they're like, wait, what? And then they'd they'd be like, oh, my dad needs his website done or whatever. And that's kind of how I started getting clients. But then I realized like doing one-on-one work with clients while I still had a full-time job was like almost impossible. Like, it took up way too much of my time. I had no life and I completely burnt myself out. So that's when I discovered digital products as a way to actually like get on the path of making my dream of like being in charge of my financial future, my time and my income, um, and my schedule as like, as an option.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So how long were you in that that job that was like a full-time regular job? So
1: I was there for a total of 10 years. I started the side hustle about seven years into that job and I side hustled for three years before I uh, took the leap and uh, went full-time on my own.
0: Okay. Now, um, for everyone listening, Shannon has a podcast where she basically talks to side hustlers. Um, Now, that experience must have been, and you kind of started insinuating this when you were saying that it was hard to take on -on one-on-one clients when you had a full-time job, but that experience of having that full-time job and then also starting another what would become full-time job on the side must have been really, really challenging for you.
1: Yeah, it was probably one of the most difficult challenges I have given myself in my in my life because I had to figure out like how am I going to still show up for this job every single day because I need the paycheck. Like I'm already, you know, I have a mortgage. <laughs> like I need, like I have bills to pay. Right. Like I didn't have um, a situation where I could just kind of like. I I wasn't in a position to be like, I'm going to reduce my um, finances so I can need less money every month to live. It was like, I was already locked in to, (laughs) to all these obligations. So I was in a position where I had to figure out how to, how to replace or how to like create a business that was going to meet the same amount of money that my day job was making so that when I made that shift, I could still cover all of my expenses And so being able to figure out how to do that in an extra 20 hours a week or 20 to 30 hours a week instead of an extra 40 to 50 hours a week was like the biggest um, challenge in the whole thing. Um, And it just took a lot of, it took a lot, (laughs) just took a lot of mindset work, honestly. Like it took a lot of changing my beliefs about what was possible. What did your days look like during that, those three years? So I'm definitely like an early bird kind of person. I didn't used to be. I used to wake up at like 7.30 and watch Real Housewives while I got ready for work and like just be like a total lazy bum in the mornings and then like drag my butt to work and like (laughs) hate my life. But then once I got like, once I started seeing some uh, like seeing the possibilities. I got very excited and I started getting up at like five o'clock in the morning. So I'd like get up, and I'd be energized, and I would work for, you know, a couple hours, like from 5 to 7, 7.30, and then I would get ready, and then I would go to work. So I got a lot of my work done um, in the mornings. It got to the point where I was probably leaving for work around 9 a.m., so I had, like, a good three and a half um, hours to, to like, work before I left for work, and then I'd work from 9 to, like, 6 and then I get home at like 6.30, make dinner or whatever. And there were times where then I would work after that. And those were the times where I'm like, I can't, like, that's too much. Like, I'm totally burnt out. I can't do it. So I eventually stopped like the evening stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to get everything done in the morning first before there's any demands on my time. And then I would, you know do the day job thing all day and then my evenings i kept for you know myself to spend time with my husband like restore like get some sanity back um and then weekends i mean weekends were like fun because they were my time that i could do whatever i wanted so that's when i would be like i'm recording this video or i'm you know working on my website like that was the stuff that was like i could spend all day on a Saturday, just like building a website, and I was like so happy. <laughs> like this is the best day ever. Um, so I really did a lot of stuff on weekends, but that stuff never felt like work, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know going in that this was going to turn into a full time thing? From the moment that I was sitting in my office
1: thinking, "There's got to be a better way," and I decided to start my own business. Yes, I knew. Someday it would be, you know, a f- my full-time gig. I naively thought that it would happen, you know, by the end of the year. Like, oh, by the end of the year, it was probably like September <laughs> that I like had that idea. I was like, I can get enough clients and make this happen by the end of the year. And then, like in that first year, I was like, oh yeah, definitely by the end of this year. And then I still hadn't like figured out how to manage my time and and really how to how to make money. Um, consistently. I hadn't figured that out. So, um, and almost like wanting it to happen super fast made me make decisions that made it happen, made it take longer, if that makes
0: (laughs) any sense. Oh Yeah, that definitely, I, I think that's probably true for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. So, um, then by year two, I was like, okay, you know what? Instead of wishing that this was happening already, I'm going to just accept the fact that I have this job. I'm going to accept the fact that I have this paycheck coming in and I am going to change my goal to see how much money I can make from this side gig while I'm still working full time. So instead of saying, oh, I got to quit my job. I got to quit my job. I changed it to be like, how big can I grow this thing in the constrained amount of time that I that I have. And, you know, that's going to be the true test of whether it's going to be able to sustain supporting me um, once I don't have this steady paycheck
0: coming in. Do you mind sharing what that actually looked like in terms of a financial, bigger picture? Financial? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know,
1: I can just kind of give you like the history, like in the first six months, I think I made like $5,000. Um, the first year Um, The first year while I was still side hustling, I want to say I I was just telling someone these numbers the other night. Um, I want to say it was like almost $40,000 that I made that year. And then year two, it was like almost $60,000. And then in year three, I repeated that $60,000. And so, but I needed what I figured is like to replace my day job income, I needed to, and be able to pay taxes and business expenses, I needed to bring in $10,000 a month. So that would have been like double my monthly income so that I could replace the paycheck, pay taxes on that money and have um, enough money to pay my business expenses. So once I hit that in year three, two times, like two months, because I didn't hit it consistently, obviously I didn't make $10,000 a month consistently in that last year otherwise I would have made 120,000 not 60,000 but I hit that number twice and I was like okay now I know that like given the fact that I've done that twice while working full-time I could probably get pretty dang close um, if I had all my time to dedicate to this and that's when I was like okay it's time it's time to like put my notice in and and leave behind the security of the
0: steady paycheck <laughs> and go for it. You were probably feeling pretty good though while you were in that second and third year making 60,000 because you were also bringing in that 5,000 per month from your regular day job. So, you know, that must have like did that did that finance your business that income from your business or from your regular job? yeah so the interesting thing
1: is that once I decided to stop trying to quit my day job so fast, I got promoted a couple of times. Uh, I started making more money at the day job because I had like clearly a better attitude about mm-hmm. <laughs> being there, and I was more excited um I was more excited to go in there every day because a lot of the things that I was learning about how to grow my business um I was able to like use at my day job also and help them like grow and, and, and be better. So it's interesting. So I made more money at the end. So the bar kept moving. Um, every time I was like, oh, now I need to make more money. I just got a raise. Yeah. Now I need to make, so I, and then, and then it was also just fear of, um, fear of leaving it behind that I kept thinking, well, now I have to replace this paycheck. I wasn't, it wasn't even like dawning on me. It's like our monthly expenses are way less than this. Like I don't have to replace (laughs) this money, but I knew I was just scared. Um, and then, um, but yeah, so it did feel really good. I was, um, that money was financing my business. Um, it, it let me, it's so funny to think back on it. It's like, I got, like, I paid for things that I probably shouldn't have paid for because I had the money to do it. It's like, you know, it's like I look back and I'm like, I spent a lot of money on dumb stuff that I didn't need to spend it on because I had it.
0: Do you have any examples of that?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, um, way too expensive um, email software. So, like, I was using Infusionsoft, which is, like, $300 a month versus – ConvertKit, which is $50 a month. And I love ConvertKit. And I wish, you know, there's so many reasons that I could be on ConvertKit. Um, Hiring people to do things that I wasn't like fully, like so Pinterest, for example. I love Pinterest. Don't get me wrong. I think Pinterest is a great tool, but I did not need to pay a Pinterest consultant $1,000 a month to wow, $1, do $1, Pinterest so stuff for me. And so I did that for like three months. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, this is like, I'm this is ridiculous. But I had I had the money sitting there <laughs> to uh to like make me making those make it to so that those decisions were easier to make because I'm like, oh I can afford it. Like I cash flowed everything. I could afford it. But what I didn't do is just like think, oh, I should save that money so that I don't have to try to make so much money and then I'd have a cushion sitting there so that I wouldn't have to freak out. It's just an interesting, I think back on like the way I was thinking, I kept thinking like the more money I spend to grow this business, the faster it'll grow and then it, then I won't have to worry about anything. And it was just such a weird mindset. Like instead of just saying, hey, I'm making decent money, like let's cut the expenses, let's stockpile that. And then I don't have to worry about it that way either. I don't have to make more. I just can use what I have. So it was a double-edged sword for sure to have like the paycheck coming in and to have the business making that much and like just having fear driving every single decision
0: <laughs> I was <Yeah>. making. <laughs> it's funny because you're kind of the opposite of where most people are, where they're afraid to invest and you were kind of like, let's just invest to get this, uh, get this ball rolling. But oh yeah, I think the, I think the lesson is definitely moderation. Like you're, it sounds like the middle of the way would have been a good place for you to be.
1: I totally, I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that there's like, I guess the moral of my story that I would share with people is like, you do not have to have a lot of money to run a online, a profitable online business. Um, you know, I did not have to, I did not even have to make $10,000 a month. You know, like I thought I did. Um, you know, it's just it's a matter of just making the right investments and deciding, like, um, deciding, like, am I going to choose to invest my time versus money? And then also, I think one of the big things that I spent money on that I would go back and change is like I spent money when I didn't trust myself to be able to execute on something, and I thought that I needed to hire someone to make something happen that I could have made happen and figured out on my own. And I feel like there's so much value in like, before I dump a bunch of money into a strategy, I should probably test that out in my business and see if it's even working and then hire someone to scale that if I don't have the time to do that. And I kind of think that that's like a place where people can get tripped up too it's like, oh, someone said I should be doing Facebook ads. So here's a bunch of money. I'm going to try that. And like mm-hmm. not testing it on a small scale to, to see um, if it really works or if it's a viable thing or, or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's super interesting. I, I definitely w- went to extremes at times.
0: <laughs> As with most people, you just went to a <laughs> <Right>. different extreme. <laughs> yeah. At what point did you start adding in the digital products? So the digital products
1: came like almost, almost right out of the gate. So as I mentioned earlier, like I started off with the one-on-one web design and I like completely burnt myself out within the first couple clients. Cause I was like, all right, I don't see how this is going to work. And then I was listening to a podcast, probably sitting in rush hour traffic <laughs> on my way to work, and I heard Pat Flynn talking about, um, he has a Smart Passive Income podcast, and he was talking about how um, you can, that there are companies out there that that will pay commissions if you use, you know, if you promote their products and services with your unique link People click on that link and if they make a purchase, you get a percentage of the sales and he was talking about how he got his start doing that with like web hosting and I was like, wait, what? So I realized that like all of the plugins that I used and paid for to build client sites and all the web hosting and all the things that I was buying to build client sites, um, I realized that they all had affiliate programs and I was like, that's kind of like my light bulb moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I can create a free training that teaches people how to use these products and how to DIY their own websites i won't have to do it for them i won't have to like work evenings or take their phone calls in the middle of the day or any of that stuff i won't ever have to work with people one on one ever again i can just teach them how to do it themselves for free and then i'll earn money when they buy the products and services that i recommend inside the training and at that point i was like I was just so inspired. Like I think I spent one weekend putting together the training and that was like my first digital product. Um, so I didn't actually sell the product itself, but I sold other people's products inside of that product. And that's when I first started, um, you know, looking into like building an email list. And uh, I started earning commissions like the very first day I shared it. I got a subscriber and started earning um, commissions from that pro- product. And like, at that point I was hooked. I'm like digital products are like the answer to, you know, being able to
0: grow this business while working full time. Did you ever put a price tag on that or did you, uh, add in a product that costs something?
1: So with that free training, it's called the free five day website challenge. I never put a price tag on it. Well, let me back, let me, that's not true. So I gave it away for free. And then after I upgraded like my, my membership plugin software, I was able to, um, like give away instant access and bonuses to it. So what I did was like, it's still free and people could sign up for free and they'd have to wait for it to drip out over five days. I monetize it by adding like an upgrade to it. So if you wanted to get all five days plus some bonus content, then you could pay like $49 to, to get access to that. Um, and then I did. So right out of the gate, it's, it's kind of cracks me up now that I, that I did this, but I think like we, (laughs) this is how we all learn what not to do. I've learned a lot of what not (laughs) not to do along the way, right out of the gate. I'm like, I know the exact next thing that they need. They need to learn how to like create their own online course. Like, because of course that's, that's the next step. We all know like, Mm -hmm. okay, you build a website, you build an email list, like you create an online course. So I created a trade, like a paid training teaching them how to like set up their online course um, platform and all of that stuff. And I launched it, quote unquote, launched it, like sent an email to my list saying I had this training available and, and selling it. And not one single person bought it. And I was like, so bummed out because I'm like oh so like this isn't gonna work like I just thought like oh this this doesn't work like I didn't stop to think like wow I did not even like ask them what they needed next I didn't do any research (laughs) I just thought like I know the next step so I'm gonna build the next step for them and of course they're going to um Take the next step with me. Like, why wouldn't they? So I learned a very valuable lesson there about um, validation before you go out and build build something for people. <laughs>
0: that's definitely an important lesson, and I think that's also indicative of the fact that you, as a creator, as a seller, might know what your customer needs, but if they don't understand that they need it, then they're never going to buy it from you. So it could have been that you had a great product that they definitely would have valued, uh, taken value out of, but if they don't understand that that's going to help them, then they're never going to fork over the cash for something like that. That is so true. And the funny thing about
1: that is it's like, that's the same concepts that I'm teaching them today. Not necessarily like, I don't teach them like how to create like a online course or anything. I mean, I, I have that training, but I teach them how to like get traffic to their websites and, you know get people onto their email list so that they can then take the next step to uh, create a a digital product if that's their choice. Not a lot of people that come to me aren't necessarily like even realizing that they could sell digital products. Um, But it's like the same concepts that I was trying to teach them there. Like, you know, here's how to use your website to get traffic and all that stuff. But like the difference is I figured out what they thought about what they needed next. And then plugged what I do into that instead
0: of just like telling them, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Now you have a bunch of different courses and offers now. So how did you get to that point?
1: Oh, a lot of trial, trial and error. So I have my free five day website challenge. That's my like, that's like the gateway into, into my world. And that's still free. And I still earn significant affiliate commissions off of that every month. Um, The, the other trainings that I do I offer something called the web designer Academy and that's where I teach web designers how to actually like market themselves and get clients and manage projects. And that came out of, um, of someone recommending me to speak on a webinar. Like one of, one of the people that I knew that I had met online, they had a relationship with someone that needed a speaker and they recommended me. And I did this presentation all about how I, um, you know, how my free web design training actually led to people wanting me to build websites for them, which was very bizarre to me. I'm like, I'm giving this away for free. Why would you want to hire me? Um, but I figured out I was like, oh, they know, they like, can trust me, and they want me to build their website. So I actually started working with clients again after that training, after people started asking me um, to design websites for them. So I, anyway, I went on this train, this webinar, and I talked about that, and after that presentation, I got like a flood of emails from people saying, can you work with me? Can I, can you teach me how, how you did that? So kind of out of that, I beta tested, which was like the first time I was like, oh, hey, maybe I should, (laughs) you know, (laughs) pre-test something before I go and create it. Um, I, from all of those people, I was like, hey, let me do like a free training for you guys to teach you like more in depth about what I learned. And then out of that, I said, hey, I'm doing like a, um, I'm going to do like a beta test. It didn't even have a name. I called it like the coaching program. <laughs> like that's like how I, what I talked about. And I was like, here are the things that I can teach you. And I had like six people sign up for that and pay for it before it even ever existed. Wow. And so I think that that was like the best. What was the um, price for that?
0: A thousand dollars. Wow. So just yeah. right off the bat, you said you had six
1: people? Yeah. So I was like, it's a, it's going to be a 12 week training program. Like I figured out, like I know exactly what I can teach them. Um, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20. I'm going to teach them what not to do, (laughs) you know, what does work. And I put together a 12 week program where I delivered a lesson every week. And then we had like one-on-one coaching. I answered their questions. I offered it for a thousand dollars. I had six people sign up and, um, that's, that's how I knew like, oh yeah, that program is like, you know, something that people want and that I have no problem. selling. I open that once a year and I have no problem selling that. Um, you know, the other program has evolved. It's like my, okay, I taught you how to build a website. Now I'm going to teach you how to get traffic. Um, that program has gone through an evolution of like trial and error. And it's been called the BFF Academy. It's been <laughs> called Serious Side Hustlers. Now it's called the, the Website Marketing Lab. Um, and that evolution really came from me learning how to figure out what my audience wanted. Um, I still had part of that, like, I know what you need going on through all of that. And so it wasn't, I wasn't marketing it effectively to them. And like this last iteration of it, like came out of tons of research, tons of surveys, Um, you know, just asking people how they think about, you know, I would use, I would say things like, I'm going to show you how to build your email list but they weren't even on that wavelength. They were just like, how do I get people to come to my website? You know, I was like talking over their heads with, with stuff. So I really kind of dialed that in, did a lot of free content to see what resonated. And now that program's like finally like taking off. And this has been like three years of trial and error with it.
0: So what is your business look like now compared to what it was in the very beginning? It's about 50-50 right now. So it's about 50% revenue coming from
1: one-on-one uh, client work and about 50%. And then it's like 25-25. So it's like 25 from affiliate commissions coming from my free stuff. And then 25% coming from my digital products. My goal is to like high, like, get that one-on-one client revenue down to, like, 25% <laughs> and, like, get the course revenue, um, you know, up a lot higher. And, and the interesting thing about that is, like, I intended, like, I've had, I've had a lot of, like, internal struggle on whether I want to do one-on-one client work. But then when I left my day job, I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't have a choice because, you know, I'm still trying to, I still have this certain amount that I need to bring in every month. And that's just like a quick cash infusion. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess I always have a choice, but, um, so I choose to do that work, but I'm still like, if you ask me like what my number one goal and focus is, um, on, on a weekly basis, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even market my one-on-one web design stuff. <laughs> like I market the, um, the online courses and those things. So
0: I'm really working on growing that side of the business. Now, when we talk about goals, I always like to break those down into action. So you said your goal is to really uh, minimize the amount of one-on-one client work and start to replace that more with the products. Um, what are the action steps that you plan to take to do that? That is such
1: a good question. I love that question. Um, so one of the things that i the very first step for me is just getting my weekly schedule in a place where I have dedicated time for um marketing my one on one stuff and working on that and dedicated client work days. so um just recently, I booked a new client, and so I had to go through and you know, just figure out, like, these are client work days, and these are not client work days. These are marketing days, um, and list building days, and partnership days, and, you know, all of the things that we do to, to build our email list to get people, um, you know, introduced to us, and start building those relationships, and building that trust um, that's required to, to, to get people to buy. So the very first thing is prioritizing the time um, and not letting the one-on-one client work like take over or take priority over over anything else. Um, And then the number two thing is this year I've been super, super focused on email list building through things like partnerships and collaborations. So just like, you know, when you reached out to me and you were like, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast and I'm like, I'd love to have you on my podcast, like that's been one of the things that I have been uh, really focused on is is um, figuring out how I can add value to other people's audiences and how I can introduce people that can add value to my audience um, to just start reaching more people who um, who I can serve. And so that's really been been my biggest focus. And then I have like, I have all of the infrastructure already set up from there to kind of take it to the next step. But that's where I'm spending the majority of my time.
0: That's definitely a strong strategy. I think that it's, um, it's one that a lot of people overlook. Uh, they think that you need to focus all of your time on the marketing and making a really great product. And then they completely neglect the collaboration side and the PR side to everything. And it's not always the prettiest or the most fun, but it definitely has the strongest rewards if you're not a short-sighted person. It's not collaborating with somebody. It's not one of those things that immediately gets you a bunch of results and gets you a bunch of leads. It's sort of that thing that you need to do in order to give yourself the opportunity to grow down the line, which is kind of not fun for a lot of people.
1: I absolutely love that you said that. And I can say like, I focused my first two or three years on all everything but partnerships and collaborations. I focus like I said. We were talking about like what did I spend all that money I was making on uh, Facebook ads, Pinterest, like all of the things that don't require me to put myself out there and be uncomfortable um, to to build relationships with people. It's all that passive stuff that I'm like, oh, I can sit behind my computer and write copy and target people on Facebook and like and not have to. Risk someone saying no, I don't want to partner with you, or you know something, you know those kind of things. And I can tell you guys, like I spent <laughs> so much time, and there are people out there that like crack that code and explode their traffic and and all of that stuff. I am not, I didn't have that kind of of um, of success with those tactics. Not to say that they don't work; they do bring me some traffic. But but what I have demonstrated over and over again, and I wish I would have paid attention to this um, more in the very beginning of my business. Like, I can think back and think it was always relationships um, and partnerships and collaborations that brought me the most value and benefit um, to my business. Just like when I was talking about that webinar that spawned my Web Designer Academy training, that came out of a relationship I had with someone that I met online who thought of me when that opportunity came up Mm -hmm. and it didn't come out of a Facebook ad or Pinterest strategy or Instagram stories. Um, so if there's like any piece of advice I could give, um, people listening, it's that, um, like spend your time on relationships before you spend them on like
0: tactics. That's amazing advice. And it sounds like that's a great place to wrap up this conversation. Uh, Shannon, tell us where we can find you online.
1: Yeah, So you guys can find me on my website, www.wp-bff.com. That's where you can sign up for that free five-day website challenge I mentioned. Also, my podcast, pep talks for side hustlers.com. Eden's going to be a guest on there. That episode's um, coming out in late spring. Spring, early summer of 2019. So you can um, check that out. It's it's a really good story. Like (laughs) I could, I was having trouble um, on that podcast. Like I wanted to talk to her more about stuff. I'm like, no, no, we should wait (laughs) till like my podcast episode. Um, Those are the two best places to get me. All of my links to my social media and everything are are on my website there. And I would
0: love to hear from you guys. Love it. I'll drop all those links in the show notes. Shannon, thanks again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Next time on Rebel Boss Ladies, we'll be discussing how to write and self publish an ebook. Our guest is the one and only Anna from the She Approach, who's published multiple ebooks and has a wealth of information to share with you all about it. Be sure to tune in. For now, I'm your host, Eden Fried. Remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time you.